Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. That's right, boys and girls, you heard me right. Welcome to the 4th and John Show, episode number 94. Boys and girls, it's been a minute. We took a little summer vacation, we took a little break after the season, but we were working on some things. We didn't leave you hanging. We had big things in the works, big things being planned, big things coming to fruition, and sometimes you just gotta take a step back, Gail, and let things come to you. And right now, we are so proud to be broadcasting directly from the Wells Fargo Center inside of NBC Sports Philadelphia Studios. And quite frankly, I cannot wait to get back to work. And I know this team can't wait to get back to work as well. Training camp opens up in just about a week now. and We get to see our beloved birds once again go on the Carson Wentz Revenge Tour of 2018. But as always, I want to kick it to my man, Mr. Gail Saunders, Eagle Sessions on Twitter. How you doing this evening? Doing amazing. I mean, do you, do you smell that? Smell, it's got, still got that fresh uh, studio that, smell to it. That, <laughs> that, that is the Eagles football, baby. Oh, that's not the that studio. That is Eagles football, studio. baby. I, I mean, I'm excited, man. I like, it's, it's like you, you go through that dead zone, and then you get to yeah. that point where you're like, the addiction kicks in, mm-hmm. and then you uh. just, it smells like football out there. You, you, I should be training for something. I should be at Eagles practices. And it's just around the corner. Yeah, and man. we're going we're to see this team uh, that they, they've assembled in this offseason. I'm so excited. The draft happened. Um, you know, our favorite players are coming back, some of them, mm-hmm. like D-Jax. Yeah, man. That guy's a rock star. Dude, there's so many a things. A rock star. There's so many things to talk about. We missed a whole lot. And we're going to try to touch on everything that we've missed leading up to this training camp preview we're basically we're looking forward because it's not about what the Eagles did last year it's not about what the Eagles did even during the Super Bowl run in 2017 it's about what the Eagles are moving forward with right now and how they're planning to get back to that championship because look let's face it one was great it was a dream come true Mm -hmm. the absolute best night of my life I want it again you know now I'm an addict now I need that championship hit again Hollywood Hearn, Mr. Evan Bubblegum here. How are you? How you doing? How you doing? I'm digging the new studio that we got going on now. Fourth and John is on the up and up. And um, I'm hoping that the Eagles are turning around from last season the same way the Fourth and John did. I mean, we got a lot of new guys we added to the roster this year. We kept a lot of guys that we wanted. <laughs> it's exciting, man. It's exciting. It's exciting for all of us. Me, me and Dustin and Prime, we were hanging out in front of the Philly Stadium just before we came in here. We, were, we had a honk 
for football sign they were Dude. hanging. Yeah. It, well, you know, the, the baseball, it's, it's, it's been dry so far. I mean, they had a hot start, the Phillies, and now we're in a little bit of a slump. And it's just got me thinking about football, got me thinking about tailgates, got me thinking about just the whole football atmosphere. I'm excited to get back to it. Oh, absolutely. And look, a- after the disappointing end to the Philadelphia Center 76ers, playoff run no. to the eventual NBA champions. Quadruple and after doink. Uh, yeah, quadruple doink. Oh uh, thank you, sports gods. You got us back for that one. We, we, we appreciate it. Uh, and then after the very disappointing season that the Philadelphia Phillies have had, albeit they, you know, they signed Bryce Harper, but they're just not performing up to where they should be. And arguably the best thing to come off the ice for the Flyers is gritty. To finally get back to Philadelphia football, Eagles football, start smelling the grass. You can hear the crack of the pads in the distance. And knowing that tailgate season is just around the corner mm-hmm. it brings me so much joy, and I'm so happy to be here getting back to work. Okay, let me ask you this, because I'm going to start with a little bit of an uncharacteristic question because it was an uncharacteristic move by this Philadelphia Eagles front office, and that was to shrink the open practices to one that's open to the public. What, what was your opinion? Like, when you read it, you were like, okay, August, what was it, August 4th? Yeah, I believe so. And then what else? Oh, August 4th, and then what, what was the other date? August 4th, August 4th, that's it? That's it. I felt like Denzel Washington in training day when, when he's like, y'all going to do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> One practice at Lincoln Financial Field? Y'all, uh, I'll stop there. Uh, but I, I just felt like, you know, the, the Eagle fans, they, 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 love, they love everything about the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I talked about, I have a, a video saved in my phone of the 12-minute wave that went around Lincoln Financial Field last year. The Eagles fans wouldn't sit down. There's like what fifty thousand mm-hmm. people. Oh, just this is this is just open practice. You got more people showing up to an Eagles practice than Phillies games, like the regular season it's games. For real. It's for real. real. Yeah. I, I just think you know our fans deserve better. You know, I, but I, you know, at the end of the day, if they win a when they win a Super Bowl, you know, this is the, uh, an argument that I really won't care about. But but at the end of the day, fans need to be closer to their Eagles. I think the hardest thing to accept about the one practice that we got is that you look down uh, you look down the turnpike and what did Washington have? 22? Oh, oh yeah, so yeah, somewhere yeah, in the ballpark I, of 22 I, I, I open practices. I couldn't but look at the rest of the NFC East. And it's just like like the, the Eagles, Jeffrey Lurie, everybody in the front office understands what this team means to this city and it just it was a questionable move as to why they wouldn't want people in the practices when they know people will show up. Right, and, and, and to answer your question about the other teams in the NFC East, because I had to put it into some perspective. I'm like, is this just a trend that's happening with NFL teams where they're just as a whole with the invention of social or, or the heightened awareness of social media? And, you know, I remember back in Lehigh, you couldn't bring camcorders into it. Right. And, but you can bring the big cameras that were, you know, I mean, the technology. Now I can record anything on my cell phone. Right. So how, what do you tell people don't bring cell phones into there? To put into some perspective – the New York Giants have nine, nine, nine open practices at their facility. The Washington Redskins, down 95, have 22. But let's face it, they need all the help they can get with being fan-friendly down yeah. there. The Dallas Cowboys, who split their time between Oxnard, California, and Texas, have two open practices in Oxnard, California alone. Just in California Out alone. Out of state. Out of state. You know what I mean? What about the Patriots? I mean, they're winning Super Bowls and everything. How many open practices do they have? I, I, I know they, I know they I have more than they one. They got enough time to show up. I know, they, I know they have more than one. And look, it, 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 it hits everybody differently because you've got the families that 
can't afford to go to preseason, can't afford to go to regular season, because right. as we all know here, going to the games is expensive. You're paying $40 just to park your car. Okay, fine. But a lot of families can't do that, so the open practice was the only time they were able to take the family out to go see the birds. As far as hitting home for me, because, listen, they could charge $50. I'm still going. For me, I mean, Gail, you and I, this whole podcast, this whole show, this whole concept, this whole friendship started by us meeting up at Lehigh University to watch Eagles practice together because we knew each other online. In the hot sun. In the, in the hot sun. Ten so, practice. So, you know, where you're taking opportunities away from people to see their eagles, and I get it. Man, there's a lot of connections that are made. The people have taken time off of work. That's their vacation annually, to go see the birds at open practice. And just to kind of shrink that, look, I'll end it on this. I would just like to know why. Like, I'm sure there's a good reason why. I'm sure that in the meeting, when all those voices were talking, and some of them didn't want an open practice, they made some really valid points. I, you know where I stand. I will shut up and listen to you, but just tell me why. Give me the reason. Maybe if you tell me the reason, I kind of look at you and go, well, that was a good point. And then maybe, not that it's my job, but I'll have a better uh, time. Rebuttal. Yeah, but, well, not rebuttal, but just a better time explaining it to the fan base. I mean, one of the weirdest things is what the, the tickets were posted before they even – uh, you know, the, they even made the announcement. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the tickets were already out there, and people were already buying them up. So I, I felt like it was a, it was an overall bad move. But listen, we, we don't want to talk about negative. We've been on such a layoff that we want to come in and start talking about positive and feeling good about this team, man. I want to go in and feeling good about this team. So, Gail, talk to me. Now that training camp's going to be opening up, some of the things that you have your eye on as far as training camp battles for the 2018 season. You know, in the offseason, uh, a player that came back, I already mentioned his name, D-Jax. I, I thought – you know, the one thing that I wanted I, – I started to hear that, you know, the little chirping uh, in, in OTAs of that chemistry between Carson Wentz <laughs> and DJX. <laughs> and, and, and people were talking about how great they look together and how quick they developed this chemistry. I would like to see that firsthand. But other than that, uh, the weapons for Wentz is re- – I get goosebumps because mm-hmm. it's, you know, like a Hashtag lot of W4W, weapons y- for you Wentz. You know, it's, it's crazy just to see how many different weapons and di- different um, – skill sets that we have. I mean, we have we have two running backs, serviceable. Mm-hmm. Corey Clement also coming off the bench. Um, you have two tight ends that can wreak havoc. You have tall ball city down by the goal line. Mm-hmm. You know, J.J. Uh, we call him J.J. Is that what we're going to call him? I've been calling him J.J. A-dubs, but that might be too long. J.J. A-dubs? Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think we might be a little ahead of ourselves with a nickname. He hasn't even stepped on the field. J.J. We'll figure it out. We started calling Nelly before. We're playing tall ball, baby. I mean, I, I, so many I, I like that. What was it? Tall ball tall university? Ball. What were you calling it? Tall ball incorporated? Tall ball university? Tall ball? We can work on that. We can work on that. <laughs> okay. But I, I'm just excited to see all the different weapons. And, and it's a deep roster. Uh, Zach Ertz and, and Joe Douglas spoke on it. This is the deepest Eagles team they, they have seen. And that spoke to my inner core. Cause I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like hold it down. Cause you, wow. you, you he's, he's, he's getting all. You, yeah. you see that look in his eye. You see that look in his eye. Fired up. Saying it with my chest. I, I just know what I see on paper. Right. Now we have to see the chemistry evolve, and that's what happens in practice. Mm-hmm. Look, it's easy to take a look at all the weapons for Carson Wentz and fall in love, because I think you're seeing what this offense was originally designed to be. When Doug Peterson first got here and he brought Frank Reich and all that and how what Howie Roseman was trying to build from, all of a sudden you're seeing on paper, like you said, on paper, 
oh, this is what this offense is supposed to look like. Uh, we're supposed to have a veteran deep threat that can take a top off a of defense. Mm-hmm. You know, we tried that with Torrey Smith. You know, we tried that with Mike Wallace. It mm-hmm. didn't exactly work out. I don't we won a Super Bowl, but it didn't exactly work out. Deshaun Jackson fills that role perfectly. You, you know, uh, um, now you have two tight ends. You know, Zach Ertz, um, Trey Day, when, you know, throwing the Philly special and everything, he was a great jack-of-all-trades. Dallas Goddard's going to be better. So now all of a sudden you're seeing so they can go into 12 personnel and have two tight ends on the field. And really, what are you going to do? Who are you going to cover? Pick you can't cut. Okay, you- if you cover both of them, you still got Alshon and DJX to worry about. Alshon and Nelly to worry about. Who, who, who are you going to cover? It's easy to fall in love with the offensive weapons on this team. Do you think it's possible we could end the year with two top ten tight ends in the league? It'd be, t- it'd be tough. One. I, I think I guarantee on, you on paper one. you can say we have two top t- tight ends in the league right now. But I, I'm more falling in love, and it's gone completely underrated by the way this defense looks. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. let's, let's face it. The Eagles made it to the same round, the same point in the playoffs, the divisional round, as the NFC East champion Dallas Cowboys with a secondary that was being held together by bubble gum and duct tape. That is it. They made it to the same exact round. Now, and this is completely underrated, and nobody's talking about it, and I can't understand why. You've got a secondary that was your starting secondary going into the 2018 season in Jalen Mills. Mm Mm-hmm. Ronald Darby's back, all right? Malcolm Rod- Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins is, of course, he, he can do everything. Mm-hmm. And then Rodney McLeod's back. You got your starting secondary. Oh, and by the way, all of your backups who happen to be on rookie deals and or cheap deals now all have starting experience in this offense. Mm-hmm. Name me another team that has another entire position groups where all of their backups have starting experience in that system and, by the way, are playing on the cheap. I'll wait. Man, you can, you can really spin all the injuries of last year into a positive thing, man. Well, let, all let, those injuries resulted in us getting starting players on, on the outside and all yeah. this. I agree with you entirely. Yeah, and the other thing, but, about, the other thing about that with the, the guys you just mentioned, you know, they're balling on a budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rookie deals, the key. The, the deals that we're paying to our – those cornerbacks that you mentioned, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Prince and Mukamura makes more than all of them combined. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, first of all, who's Prince and Mukamara playing for nowadays? Oh, uh, well, I think Chicago. And he's making more, he's he's making ma- more he's than he's making the more entire – wow. Yeah. Balling on a budget, hashtag Howie season. So, so now you have this entire – Secondary with the starters returning and more than capable backups. I can't stress that. More than capable. We are not going to go through the nightmare scenario that we had to go through last year where we were just grabbing people off of practice squads, off of the street, off of the corner at the Wawa, and seeing (laughs) if they could play ball. We're not going to go through that again. Zach Brown is the most underrated signing of this entire offseason. I'm sorry, it just is. Squally. Eagles fans developed a flat spot last year on their forehead for banging their head against the wall, watching the Eagles play the Tennessee Titans and the Carolina Panthers blowing leads because our defense can't tackle. Now, Zach Brown might be on the north end of 30. He might be over the 30 range. That's okay. It's not as big of a deal, I'm sorry, Evan, as it used to be uh, with this organization. But the man is a tackling Machine. 
The dude puts up stat, and he is a sure tackler. No disrespect to Jordan Hicks, but we don't have to worry about whether our middle linebacker is going to be playing, whether he's going to be able to stay healthy or not, mm-hmm. or whether we got to move Bradham on the inside. He can start playing his natural position, which is on the outside. It's all going to be gravy yeah. because Zach Brown is there. What, what was his tackle? What was he looking at last year? Pull up those stats. Um, he had uh, 98, no, 96 combined tackles, 27 assists. 127 the year before. Yeah. Pull, pull up how many games he's played and how many games he started because I want to see the longevity. Because the middle linebacker, look, we haven't had a health. Think, think about this. When's the last time we have had a completely healthy middle linebacker? Prime, do you know? Since When's before, the last time? It wasn't Nigel. D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. He went out with, a, uh, with Achilles. It wasn't Stuart Bradley. He was weeble wobbling his way off the field in week one against, against the Packers when they were wearing the throw. When's the last time we had a healthy middle linebacker play the entire season? Yeah. What do you got there? 16, 16, 1. It looks like he missed that year. Yeah, he, I mean, he hasn't. He's been pretty solid. He's been pretty solid. He's been pretty consistent. I mean, he, he's a consistent force up the middle. Uh, but then an, another aspect is the Eagles are going to be playing safeties, you know, like yeah. bringing that third safety in the game. So, like, when people are like, oh, maybe he's, he's uh, sketchy in coverage, hey, we got, we got safeties. Absolutely. Malcolm and, Jenkins. Mm-hmm. And when you, look at, when you look at the defensive line, Arguably, this could be the one. This could be the one that we kind of look at and go, "Mm, uh, I don't know, because Derek Barnett, who you're now asking to be a starter, is coming off of a significant injury. No more Chris Long, all right? He was a rotational guy. No more Chris Long. Michael Bennett, arguably your most productive pass rusher. That one hurt. You know, that one hurt. He wanted wanted out. He wasn't going to be here. You know, I think they did the right thing both for the organization and for Michael and just – separated ways at that at that point they did the right thing but all of a sudden the defensive end not for nothing Vinnie Curry coming back or no Vinnie Curry coming back you're leaving yourself a little thin a little thin at that position at least defensive end is concerned uh but Gail you brought up an interesting point how much money do the Eagles still have on, under the salary cap oh we're around like 21 mil the Eagles after the offseason that they just had acquiring the talent that they just had and signing Carson Wentz to that brand new fatty of a contract, still are 21 mil underneath the salary cap. Dare I assume? We still Dare I to play? Yeah, no. That there could be a there could be more Howie to. magic at work here. I, I think there's a possibility it could be later in the season though. Don't you think? Like I, like a la Ajay Ajayi coming here. Mm-hmm. I mean, that 21 mil is so much. That's a lot of money, dude. To Howie, you know what yeah. I mean? And you know, there's there's been talks of maybe they they feed Malcolm. You know, he, he came to practice. He's been a vocal leader in the locker room. Maybe you give him a little, little something on that contract. But then people were also hinting, you know, what if, what if Javian Clowney became Ooh, available? I you know, saw that, man. That what if Clowney Listen, bro. Listen. Okay, hold on. Well, time out. Time out. Let's back the truck up here. Cause Heart we, Yeah, we just threw a whole monkey wrench into the entire thing. We said the JC word, the Jadavian Clowney word. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What would it take? Like, let's, let's play devil's advocate. I don't think it's going to happen, first and foremost. I just want to throw that out there. I don't see it happening. But what would it take now that he has not signed his franchise tenant and uh-huh. he's going to cost the Texans a lot of money? I'm assuming a first. Well, I mean, <clears throat> when, I, when I say first round, would you give up first round knowing that you solidify another Super Bowl championship? I mean, firing – uh, Jadavian I mean, Clowney. The way, the way you got to look at it is if, if you value Jadavian Clowney as a first round talent, 
then you're trading a first-round pick for a first-round talent. I, and, that, and, to and, me— And then I, I spoke to E, and I said, that would be basically a second-round pick because— you, when you win the Super Bowl, you're the last. When you win the Super first Bowl, pick yeah, for like, the yeah, second that's round. That's what he said. That's his logic. That's so how he pitches. It's not, even, it's not even first round pick. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, it's a really pick. early second round pick. Boy, can you imagine the dominance on that defensive line? You, you can't even imagine the if pressure. If it was Clowney, it would make it easier to forget about Graham. Michael Bennett and Chris Longley. Forget about Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett did, and and Clowney. Listen, when you take a look at his stats num- numbers, it's not the. It, Nothing really jumps off the page. But it's the disruption, like it's how It's the disruption. It's the ball dominance. It's the way he just throws a monkey wrench and in, him and in, Cox into in the entire, same line. Oh, oh. who are you going to double? Imagine if they're on the same side. That's what I mean. That's when I go back to this defense and talking about, like, yeah, it's <coughs> yeah, excuse me, easy to fall in love with the offense and all the offensive weapons and the ooze and odds is fantasy football. When you take a look at the defense, imagine putting Clowney next to Cox. Cox next to Malik Jackson, who, by the way, was an upgrade over Timmy Jernigan when Timmy Jernigan was leaving. Oh, by the way, we got him back. And then Jernigan, <laughs> Jernigan healthy, off the top rope with, oh, the, with yeah. the gold fronts. With the, go- with, with the gold fronts coming back, a healthy Timmy Jernigan, who you know is just an absolute animal. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got, you got uh, Barnett Graham. or Brandon Graham on the other side. You got to rotate. Oh, man. I, I, I always say you're, you're only as good as your depth. You know, honestly, like if true. you if you have great depth, you can you can go deep into the playoffs. Like when when that the whole next man up philosophy. If you don't have a, a next man really up, mm-hmm. the philosophy is gone. But if you have really quality depth, that that philosophy is is very strong. And I think that Super Bowl roster showed what kind of depth we had. And, and just looking at this team on paper, you know, obviously, it's it's amazing. Uh, but you know. Is there like a, a chemistry rating you could see? You, those are the kind of things that you de- develop in the off season, uh, in the locker room. Uh, I think on these trips that Wentz is is having with his receivers, you know, you develop that chemistry, that that relationship in the locker room. I really think that's where it, it's it's important. Uh, you know, th- like Chris Long, you might talk about Chris Long, the veteran, like, hey, you know, he he's leaving. It's he's not that big of a deal, but in terms of a veteran presence in the locker room and what he does. Uh, for the younger players, on ha- you know, those kind of things are important as well. And you just talked about uh, y- y- ratings. You just brought up ratings. <laughs> Evan, are, are you a Maddensman yourself? I'm a Maddensman. You're a Maddensman? Because yeah. I know Gail is a, is a huge Maddensman. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I am not. I, I do not care about Madden ratings. I don't get hyped up about Madden ratings. Well, when, when I you see look people, at them comparatively to yeah, other yeah, players it, in the league, but listen, when, they're when getting it, disrespected. When it comes to stuff like that makes zero difference to me. Yeah. Like, power, when people on the timeline arguing about power rankings, who cares? Who cares what some writer had the Rams ranked ahead of, of, of the Eagles or that McVay's a better coach? It doesn't matter to what happens on the field. Same thing with Madden ratings. But, Gail, being the resident Maddensman yeah. yourself. I do have Madden. I'm going to be honest. I did, haven't played this year. I, it's, it's still in the rapid. So if anybody so wants it. what are you waiting it, for? I, I, I like to play the last – I'm weird like that. I play in August, and I play the whole the whole season in that month of August, <laughs> and then I flip over weird? to the new game. That's a little weird. I'm weird. Weird. weird like that. Weird. But so if not, I'll give it to someone if they if they want to. Matter. To rent until August? No, you can have it. Whoa! Can, well, I'm gonna okay. give it away. All right. 
Be careful. Be careful. Don't, don't, don't let the new studio get you all excited. <laughs> We're still balling on a budget. Here. Yeah. Balling on a budget. We're balling on a budget here. Don't, don't let all the fancy cameras <laughs> make you think otherwise. Was there anything in the Madden ratings that kind of surprised you? The one that jumps off the page. Carson. Carson Wentz. Yeah. 82 overall ranking for our boy Carson Wentz. You're, so, is so is you're that saying, good or bad? Well, it's bad. Do you think Carson Wentz is worth a B minus? I don't know. Well, all right, then it's a video I, game. Bro. I, I, I'll, make, I'll, make, I'll make it easier for you. Yeah, explain do, it to do, me do, in my do terms. Do you think Dak, Dak Prescott with a 81 and Carson Wentz with an 82 ranking? That makes sense to you? Coming off of an injury? I, I mean, if I'm a video game... Don't bring logic into this. No, but that's but that's what but it, he's that, healthy that's what I, now. Yeah, yeah, but he's healthy now, but he hasn't been on the field healthy. There's a difference between healthy training camp, in shorts, mini camp, so OTA putting, healthy. So you're, so you're putting the injury. Listen, Carson Wentz, don't even go down that road because I'm gonna battle Carson Wentz is better than Dak Prescott. I will die on that hill. I will die on that hill. But as far as somebody, some video game developer that's trying to put together ratings, listen, he doesn't see everything that's going on here in Philadelphia like we are, and he doesn't feel the same way about the 2017 season the same way that we, it was an MVP run that he had. Okay, yeah, that's great. They don't People outside of Philadelphia just don't see Carson the way that we see Carson. That's okay. You know what I mean? So that's, that's why, you're seeing the, why you're getting all worked up over the rating. It's dis- Disrespect. It's oh, my God. One of the guys that's part of the development team, guess what team he's, he's a fan of? The Eagles? The Eagles. No, the he's, a, he's a fan of the Cowboys. Okay. okay uh, they then, did. then that's why you should take it with a grain but of salt. They, but the, but the, the game did respect this team overall because our overall ranking is 89. We are the highest ranked team in Madden, folks, a, as of this moment. So what are you complaining oh, about? But, but you know what the second ranked team is? Dallas Cowboys. Is that weird to you? Second ranked team. The second ranked team in the whole game is the Cowboys. Right. After the whole postseason, it just because transpired. But, that, but that's the way everybody will look at the Dallas Cowboys and say, "Oh, they're you know going to be this. They're going to be that. They're going to the Super Bowl." Isn't the Dallas Cowboys always the second ranked team going into the season? Yeah. <laughs> hey, but I mean, where are they ranked at the end of the season? Well, I mean, since 1996, <laughs> nowhere close to where they want to be. <laughs> nowhere close to where we've gotten. Yeah. So. But go, going over these quick, just quick yeah. rankings of yeah, some of the, we'll Fletcher on. Cox, 96, Jason Kelsey, 94, Zach Ertz, 93, Malcolm Jenkins, 92, Brandon Brooks, 90, Brandon Graham, 89, Lane Johnson, 89, which is weird, right? Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey, 87, Jason Peters, 87, Deshaun Jackson, 85, Nelson Aguilar, 83, Ronald Darby, 82, Carson Wentz, 82, uh, I can't. Can't believe Zach Brown, eighty-one. Dallas. There's no way Nelson Aguilar should be ranked that high. Dallas Goddard. I mean, Nelly's ranked over Wentz. Um, Dallas okay, Goddard, now I'm starting to see your point. Jordan yeah. Howard, <laughs> I'm getting a little pissed. Malik Jackson, eighty. Rodney McLeod, seventy-nine. Uh, Sandejo, seventy-nine. Nigel Bradham, seventy-eight. Timmy Jernigan, that's also criminal. Avante Nigel Maddox, Bradham, seventy-eight. Derek Barnett, seventy-six. Sidney Jones season. All right, we're, we're going into Corey Clement now and Vinnie Curry. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think, I think we can let it go. To me, this all just like watching people argue Madden ratings is ridiculous. But the players are arguing. So I I, one player, Keenan Allen, said he's not playing Madden this year because he feels disrespected. All right, fine. Yeah. fine. <laughs> Pat, Pat, that, that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous, did you see the uh, NFL's proposal? Ridiculous. Uh, For the 18-game 18 18 season? If if I am the league, not only would I have never wanted this to get out, but I'd be flat out embarrassed yeah. at the fact that it did. Like, there is no way that the league going into the CBA is not going to fight tooth and nail 
mm-hmm. as hard as they possibly get, can for an 18-game regular season. That was one of the things they were trying to slip into the last CBA, which, by the way, cost the league $0.00. There's always two sides and two big talking points when you start talking about the NFL and the NFLPA. Last CBA, what, 2010? Last CBA. For the players' union, it was cutting down on practices, all right? Mm-hmm. Cutting down player safety. Yep. The, the Corey Stringer absolute tragedy was still on the forefront of people's minds. Mm-hmm. A man, an offensive lineman, who spent his entire life trying to get to the pinnacle of his career and achieved it, died on a two-a-day yep. of heat exhaustion. That's unacceptable. That should absolutely never happen again. Player safety was at the paramount position for the NFLPA. For the NFL itself, it was the rookie wage scale. We should not be paying players like Sam Bradford what amounts to Peyton Manning money just because they're the first overall pick, which then in turn, if we don't get it right, is going to set our franchise back years because we are going to be paying this ridiculous contract and we're going to end up at the top of the draft again and we're going to have to pay somebody a ridiculous contract again. And it's just a perpetual motion machine that you end up being the Cleveland Browns and you just end up stuck at the top of the draft wasting picks on players that can't play. It sets you franchise back so that was the big talking point between the two last cba the league did try to slip in that 18 game season Mm -hmm. they did try to argue for that they should try to bring that up they just weren't in the position now both sides have a talking point and i think both sides can easily make this work without like ridiculous stipulations the nfl players are going to want guaranteed contracts they're the only one of the four major sports that does not supply guaranteed contracts. If you And Adam Lefko had a great rant on this on his podcast where he took a look at what NBA players or what Major League Baseball players are getting paid and then compared to football, and it's not even close. Uh-huh. As much as you know, sports radio, talk radio callers like to call into the radio station and talk about so-and-so is making millions of dollars, you know, so, so this guy from Ken- – Eddie from Kensington is like, you know, I you know, uh, you know, drive trucks for a living and I show up to – you can't compare it. But what these players are making compared to the other four sports and all, all that time having a shorter average career span and all that time – Making less money. That's a more dangerous ab- game. It's a more dangerous game. It's ridiculous. So the guaranteed contracts are going to be of the utmost importance to the players' union. On the NFL side of things, it's going to be the 18-game season. I mean, then you start looking at records like, uh, you know, the asterisk, the 18-game season. Yeah. I, I know that some the limit is 16 games that a player can play. Yeah. You know, there, there might, it might be that, a quarterback uh, coming off the, you know, Sudfield coming in for relief. There's for scenarios games. with so that. That makes sense. That I don't like at all with the whole um I, I understand uh your the NFL's uh, whole part in the situation would be they're trying to protect the players and say you're only going to play 16 games. However, let's play a scenario down the line where Carson Wentz stays healthy all year and we end up in a division battle at the end of the year and then we have to sit Carson Wentz the final two games no, when, it's ridiculous. when when it matters. Yeah. You, it's and a, we got to play Nate Sudfield to try and get us into the playoffs. I, I don't like the sound of that. that. But in a sports betting world, another two games to bet on—that's that's more money. Yeah, more yeah, money. I, yeah. I know it's going to it's going to end up being. It's going to generate more money. That part is not in question. The question is—is—is is, is it going to be a better product? Yeah, this reeks of quantity over 
quality. quality. Yeah. And it's the same mistake that some of the other leagues have made as far as expansion goes. There should not be a hockey team in Tampa. There should not be a hockey team in they Arizona. They tear up down there. They, they're, they're, look, they're, they're smaller. What I'm trying to say is sometimes expansion and expanding things dilutes and it. making things better or, or, or more quantity dilutes the quality of the, of the product. We all want more football. I'm all in favor of more football. So if I'm the NFL, like, you, look, people who have listened to this podcast know that I have the NFL Illuminati syndrome, right? <laughs> I, it's, it's a giant conspiracy theory. It's the NFL owners versus the world. You know, I, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist except when it comes to the NFL. And if I'm the NFL and the players' union – the only hope that I have to avoiding a lockout is, look, it is this easy. You won an 18-game season. You want guaranteed contracts. Make it happen. Okay, if you won an 18-game season, we need two bye weeks. You need to expand the roster by five players. That now expands the roster to 160 brand-new jobs that you just created as a player union. And you've guaranteed contracts, which means your players are going to be safer. They're going to be playing... Um, you, you know, they're not going to have to worry about their future when they retire. They're not going to be broke. Right. They're going to be maybe making the same amount as baseball and football. Once they and put then, pen to paper, they're solid. I mean, yeah. imagine having an 18-game season and, and you're a Paul Turner fan. Like, <laughs> you have a bigger roster. You, keep, you can keep a Paul Turner on the roster. You just created a 160 <laughs> new jobs. And then if you're the league, like, you 18 games – there was a tweet out there. I can't remember how many billions of dollars that the league pocketed and split up in the kitty amongst themselves. Yeah. Players were fuming, being like, you, you can't guarantee contracts and you're making billions of dollars? Well, that's on a 16-game regular season. Now increase that. Yeah. Now increase that by a little bit. Yeah. So are guaranteed contracts going to cost you more, league? Absolutely. But you're getting two more games. Like, this makes total sense for just each side to go, yeah, we'll give up that. From what I, uh, from what I was reading about the whole 18-game season, it sounded like they were projecting that each team would make an additional $15 million in revenue um, per team. That would, that would be added to their salary cut. But if you add – got to adjust each, each player's contract for playing for 18 games instead of 16 games. So that adjustment has to happen. Then you also have to sign five more people. So, like, how far can you stretch out that $15 million? I guarantee you it's more than $15 million. Between, between television contracts, uh, game day services, I mean, it's got to be. If you're telling me that was per team, not per. Yeah, yeah, but if you're telling me fifteen million per team, if you're telling me that each team off of a single game is making seven and a half million dollars, it, it's got to be more than that. Yeah, it had seven and a half million dollars per game. They wouldn't even be in operation. It's got to be more than that. Maybe maybe my math is completely wrong in my head, but just judging on on from what I see when I'm at the games and just everything that goes into it between. You know, r- retail sales and parking and f- food vendors and TVs, d- yeah. TV contracts yeah. and commercials and d- God, they got Bud Light all over but the. D- listen, but the real real talk is two more tail- tailgates. Oh, one more tailgate. One more tailgate. One more One home. One away. One more road trip. One more. One more road trip. <laughs> one I'm, more I'm, tailgate. <laughs> I am. I am completely down for that. Speaking of which, speaking of road trips, I am. I am. I am so thrilled to announce that we have kind of a partnership going on with the original away game travel agency for Eagles fans, and that is the Green Legion. You know them. You love them. You've seen their stuff online. 
All I got to say to you right now, we got to iron out all the details completely, completely. But Atlanta, Buffalo, and Miami better buckle up because the 4th and John is going to be coming to your city courtesy of the Green Legion. And look, if you want to book a trip through them, sit in our section, sit in our row, come and party with the 4th and John boys at the Green Legion tailgate. You know, just throw in promo code, go to the website, book it up with them, throw in promo code John. They'll try to get your seats as close to us, if not right next to us. Uh, I can't wait, dude. Like, we traveled with them to L.A. when Carson Wentz, unfortunately, tore his knee up. Mm -hmm. And it's an Eagles takeover every single time. Their takeover in Tennessee was amazing, man. They came on on that big, big ferry. Yeah, big riverboat. That that was crazy. Looked like they commandeered it. It Looked like a bunch (laughs) of drunk Eagles fans stole a boat. Yeah, you can check out their packages at greenlegion.com. Um, they get, they've got a, a ton of information there that you could look through. It, it, it's going to be a great time. And I love connecting with the fans. Like, we went to Tampa, right? Bud Light sent us to Tampa uh, last year. I love listening uh, or, or talking to the listeners, being in front of the stadium, having people come up to us, talk. You know, and, and, and a lot of times it's displaced fans. Like, look, I used to live in Bucks County. I used to live in Delaware County. I had to move down to Florida because I got a job. Uh, you guys make me feel like I'm a little bit at home again. You know, that's, that's our mission, and that's – if when we hear that, we love hearing that. We feel like mission right. accomplished. So we can't wait to part. Yeah. yeah, a ton of them. Yeah. ton of them military guys. Um, so we can't wait to go on those trips as well. Last, last thing uh, before we go to the Twitter questions. When's his contract? I was on the fence about it. I'm happy about it. But, but, but I want to ask you guys, because this is the first time we've been in the studio since the Wentz contract came down. Gail, how do you feel about that? You know, I, I talked on the, the podcast uh, a couple months ago saying, like, I could have I waited, you know. But after seeing how the contract was set up, I really, that's where I got a little warm, warm mm-hmm. in the chest area. You know, I, how a hero. Just, just seeing the, the workings of how, you know, you know it, was, it was a team-friendly deal in the sense that, you know, we did give him 107 a million guaranteed, but his cap hit is like eight point three million this season. Next year is like eight point something, eighteen million next season. Uh, you know, it's thirty four million the next season and thirty one after that. But it, it gives Howie some some cap flexibility, mm. uh, and that's you know you give that kind of room to Howie Roseman. That's a couple extra players. But just having Carson Wentz, the front office, uh, come together uh, and make a great decision. For the team and the franchise, I think it was it was a good call. Evan, how'd you feel about it? Uh, I felt like Carson is my guy, man. Carson is the guy that when we when he got drafted, we were all behind him, and I'm going to continue to be behind him. I want him to be my franchise quarterback. Bottom line is, franchise quarterbacks got to get paid. He's perf- mm. he's performed in the past. Board, board mean, man got to get paid. Board man got to get paid. And <laughs> I I'm a, I'm a fan of um, the sooner the better because each year that passes, that number is going to continue to rise, continue to rise. And I feel like um, Carson right now, where it sits, he's the fourth by, by year, like the amount of money he's making per year, he's the fourth highest quarterback in the league. I think Carson Wentz can perform at a top four quarterback, so I think he's worth his value. I was really hesitant to give a, a, a solid, firm, like concrete take on this particular issue, Ma- mainly because I saw both sides of the coin here, okay? So on one hand, I listened to a guy like Elliot Shore Parks, who I respect his opinion. 
say that he would rather overpay Carson Wentz at the end of the year, knowing full well he can stay healthy for said year. Mm-hmm. I'd rather overpay him at that point than pay him right now, save a couple dollars, and him get injured again. More of a, a kind of a prove-it stance. Yeah. And I, I understood that. I got that. That sort of stuck with me. That, I, that sunk into me. Because you know me. I cape for Carson. I stand for Carson, whatever. I'm a, I'm a cartsman. Yeah. A, a, a wagonsman. I'm a Wentz wagonsman. <laughs> I got you. But, uh, you know, but, but part of me, after this contract came down, A, yes, Gail, to speak on your point, is incredibly team-friendly. But also, too, like every year, you can set your watch to it. It happens annually. Some quarterback is going to make the most record-breaking amount of money in the league. This right here is a contract worth the most amount of money in the NFL. It was Eli Manning one year. It's going to be Pat Mahomes next. It's going to be Pat Mahomes next. One year it was our very own Michael Jerry Vick. Goff. You know, mm-hmm. it, every year there's – prior to Carson Wentz, it was a couple weeks ago. We mm-hmm. were looking at like, oh, my God, look at the amount of money that Russell Wilson is making. Yep. And granted, Carson Wentz didn't get the full dollar amount, but he got, some, got more guaranteed money than Russell Wilson. So, like, what seems like a lot of money right now, give it two years – it's going to seem like a bargain because all those contracts, those, all those big record-breaking contracts that we were talking about before, is anybody talking about how much money it is now, a mere two months later, a mere 20, or, or two years later, a, year, a mere 24 months later? No, nobody's, right. nobody's talking about that. Plus, you don't know what these contracts are going to look like after the next CBA. Yeah. We just talked about the CBA. Mm-hmm. The owners know what's going to happen. They, they know what stance they're going to take. So we could have Carson Wentz at an absolute steal – by signing him right now. And by the way, if it saves you $7 million a year annually, that's fine. That's a Malcolm Jenkins. So you got a Carson Wentz and the amount of money that Malcolm Jenkins is making this year. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I think it's you're giving that contract to Carson Wentz. It, it, says, it speaks to me saying that the Eagles front office knows that he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And they believe that he's healthy. And the other thing is they're making a, a, a statement. Carson Wentz is your franchise quarterback. He's the reason why you traded all those, all those pieces to get up to number two, to give him, you know, get that franchise quarterback. You know, the, the naysayers out there saying, you know, uh, keep Foles and get rid of Wentz. I mean, this is why they traded up for him. And then this is just par for the course. Quarterbacks get paid in the NFL. If you have a son out there and you want your ki- kid to make money in the NFL one day, make sure he's a quarterback because this is what happens. They get paid. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they gave it to Wentz. QB man gets paid. QB man gets paid just like board man gets paid. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm happy that Carson Wentz is going to be the franchise quarterback. I think the Eagles learned from the mistakes that they made with Donovan McNabb, which is not surrounding him with enough weapons, you know, that, to, to get him over the hump. And the one year that they did, they went to the Super Bowl. I think they learned their lesson about that. I also learned my lesson as a fan, too, because I'm not going to make excuses moving forward. And I know this is going to piss a lot of people off. I'm not going to make excuses for Carson Wentz moving forward like I did with Donovan. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Because the Eagles have made Carson Wentz's situation as comfortable as humanly possible for him. 
They got rid of Nick Foles. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder mm -hmm. at the Super Bowl MVP that was raising the Lombardi Trophy, wondering if the if the fans are going to love him more than they're going to love me, or yeah. if I get or if Doug's going to start starting him instead of starting me. If I get if I get hurt, I can't say anything because he's right. No, no, no. Nick we Foles is going. Finally, put that. You got us. yeah. You got nobody look. You don't have to look over your shoulder for anybody. They gave you offensive weapons in the offseason. They brought in a guy like Deshaun Jackson. They gave you a running game. They gave you Jordan Howard. That entire draft class was a Christmas gift for Carson Wentz. <laughs> Think about it. The no, left let's... tackle of the future, the running back of the future, and another big body Alshon Jeffrey clone that's going to help you in the red zone. All the more reason to give him the contract. And, then they, give, and then they give you the contract. They've done everything for Carson Wentz besides tuck him in and fluff his pillow <laughs> at the end of the day. We don't know that. Maybe they are. <laughs> but it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Weapons for Wentz. Weapons for Wentz. But that being said, if he doesn't get the job done, that's on Carson. Yeah. You sound like you, you have a boo. Like, like, like a, I have a, I have a, a boo in the chamber. No, you have a boo no, in the chamber. I didn't, I didn't, ah, locked and those, loaded? Those loyal listeners of this podcast know exactly how I feel about Carson Wentz and how much I believe in him. But, but like now that he's got the, the contract, I'm just, I'm just telling you right now, I'm not going <laughs> to make the same no mistake excuses. I made with Donovan and make excuses for him if he doesn't perform. You've got everything, all, all the tools no. in the world in front of you, bro. I mean, Make it, it it's stacked. I mean, the, the, there's a crazy amount of weapons for him. He he's now has a running game on top of yeah. all the crazy pass weapons and pass options he has down by the goal line. They took care of your offensive lineman. Jason Peters is, 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 is back and healthy. They, they made sure Jason Kelsey wasn't going anywhere. Now, I, I offer another question. Yeah? If they gave these certain amount of weapons to McNabb, yeah. is he winning the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. The biggest sin in Philadelphia sports history, and there's a lot of them. Yeah. We have a storied uh, history of, whoops, we should have done this better, yeah. or we didn't do that, or our bad. But the biggest tragedy in Philadelphia sports history is that they didn't surround Donovan McNabb, and all it was Ricky was weapons. Ricky Manning is listening. Yeah, all, all it was was weapons. All you had to do was surround them with enough qualified weapons to throw the ball to, guys that could catch, and you would have won a couple Super Bowls with him and Andy. That's It's the biggest tragedy in Philadelphia sports, yeah. that they were they that had the defense. frugal. They, had they the were defense. that frugal yeah, and foolish not to surround that man with weapons. Listen, before we get on out of here, of course, we've got to do the Twitter questions. So, Evan, sir, take it away. All right, so at Ricky Rick U wants to know, his big fan favorite now, is, if Sproles wants back, do you take him back? 100%. Uh, yes, I own his jersey. I needed another reason to, to rock it. And I think you it take... It become vintage. It just takes Sproles off the market. I don't want Sproles to be on, uh, you know... With, you still value with, him with as that Breeze. high of a threat? Yeah, of course. I don't want him with Breeze. I don't want him with Rivers. I don't want him with uh, the Patriots. Okay. Sproles, uh, Sproles at his size and his age, you saw at the end of last year what he could do. He brings something to the table that Wendell Smallwood can't bring to the table, mm -hmm. that Corey Clement can't bring to the table, that anybody outside of the – including the starting two, Miles and Howard, like they can't do what Sproles can do. Having him on the field, if that's one big play a game, that's a turning point in the game. Yeah. And that, I would absolutely – and I do think that he's just a phone call away. I do think but that there, Sproles is just – But there is a, a, a certain amount of fans that are uh, forming their own Boston Scott Hive. Really? There's really? a Boston Scott Hive for me? Mike, uh, Mike Scott Hive. There's a Boston Scott Hive, yeah. Wow. 
Nah, I don't see. I it. haven't I heard him yeah, buzzing yeah. yet. Yeah. <laughs> He's the new Sproles. I How mean, far so do you got to dig in the timeline for that one? <laughs> All, All right. right. So uh, Brendan Deeg wants to know: fill in the blank. Darby and blank will start outside a corner week one. Mills. Uh, Darby and uh, Mills. Say it with your chest. You say Mills? it reluctantly. You oh, say no, it. You say it like you're chambering maybe Darby a boo. And, maybe <laughs> you say it like you're brewing a boo up there. Dar- Darby and Sydney Jones. Darby and Sidney Jones, why? You think Sidney Jones yeah. beats out Jalen Mills? And this guy's got opportunity. You want to put money on that? Do we know how Jalen Mills' foot is? No. 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 We don't. No. We don't. All right. Either way, if it's not the starting set of corners that went into the uh, season opener last year, hey, guess what? All your backups are more than K. They got starting experience, and they're dirt cheap. I love it. What's the next question? So we have potential to have a crowded backfield. Um, at Random Socks 15 wants to know, would you bring back Ajayi? Nah. No. If I, if With I was the Boston gonna, Scott it, Hive, how Listen, if I was going to bring back any of the three former running backs, whether it be Jay Ajayi, LeGarrette Blunt, or Darren Sproles, I'm bringing back Darren Sproles yeah. only because he offers something different that they don't already have. LeGarrette Blunt, you already got a Jordan Howard. Okay. Jordan Howard's better, but let's let's just for argument's sake call it a wash. Corey Clement, you know, uh, is de- I I think when healthy is better than a Jay Ajayi. Um, no, no, nobody on your current roster nor former roster can do what Darren Sproles does. I mean, Jay, Jay, the whole league was waiting for Jay Ajayi's knee to, to break down, and finally did, and now he's not getting any calls. I mean, on top of breaking, you know, he had, he had a broken back last year too. So you, you're talking about bringing him back. It's a it's a violent position. Uh, maybe mid-season, you know, the dude tore his ACL, too. Have him on speed dial. Let's put it that you way. Know. Have him on speed dial. Last question. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Uh, at no one likes D. Uh, who do you no guys – No one like D. No one like D. That's a boy, Darren. Don't show disrespect. Uh, that is no disrespect. I'm puts so, respect I'm on sorry. Put some respect on DC Puts some respect on his day. Who who do do wait till he hears this, man. He's going to be so – going to tear me up. Pill. I know him personally. You it's did just, this to first me. Of all, first of all, for those of you not watching, because we got cameras in the studio now, for those of you not watching – Evan rolls up to the studio. Oh, we're going to do this, too? Lo- looking like he's fresh off of the beach. No shave. Can we zoom in? Can we zoom in on that stubble? Is that at all, Pot? Do we have that technology? This is the grunge cam right here. Look at this guy. This Look at this guy. Comes in 70 hours of Beach of Metallica right here. <laughs> oh, my God. That was he that Pearl Jam around. concert yeah, previously. he just came back from the Pantera concert. <laughs> and show him the hole in your shirt. Show them that no, it's been you, 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 no, the listen, balling you, on a budget. Ball, over this you guy. want to talk about balling on a budget? <laughs> We're at NBC Sports Studios, the premier sports identity in the city of Philadelphia. When it wow. comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, and you come rolling in like that, and then you're gonna disrespect DC Daryl by not even getting his. Do we have any Rotten Tomatoes to throw on stage, people? Jeez, oh man! <laughs> Listen, you, you thought you were gonna go this entire podcast, and I was just gonna let that slide. I thought we were gonna let it slide. I thought we were professionals here. I thought we were professionals here. I'm not the sound. one that looks like Oscar the Grouch just fall through. You got a boo sound, uh, boo uh, sound bite in there? Yeah, you get boo you. Boo this man. That's not the one we were looking oh, for. No. No, that's Thank not the Alright, listen, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. We appreciate the Twitter questions. We appreciate uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia for having us in this brand new studio. We're certainly 
knocking off the rust, and we look forward to everything we're, we got. Dude, we got so much stuff planned. It's, it's crazy. I can't even explain it in one podcast, let alone just this one first starting up. I mean, I'm just happy to be back. Yes. I'm happy to be back. See your ugly mugs. Eagles yes. football is right around the corner. We appreciate it. And until next time, as always, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.